Nah, they they are low key though. Like, yo, I'm telling it's, you. Go ahead. This is what's it's just man. it's it's just it's just. You know what? Before we get into this, listeners, welcome back to another episode of New Lock Nerds Podcast. I'm your host Chris, aka Prince, with the homie Duran, aka Medic Grizzly. Duran, how we doing, dog? I'm doing great, man. Let's get into this chapter, bro. Listen, hold on, real quick. I got a question for you. Okay. We had one scene before when Bran, back in the day, listeners go back and watch the previous chapter, when he was on his bed, and the whole scene was in the room when the assassination attempt happened. I feel like this is the same exact part, but it's another person. Like, they have these inter, like, deep conversations in one little room, but it'd be the most, like, detailed, important things ever in these one-on-one private conversations. And I realize this, fans, Game of Thrones about the snitches. Everybody's a bunch of snitch. They snitch on this, they snitch on that. There ain't no loyalty in Game of Thrones at all, bro. Everybody's None. telling everything. None. None. No, 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 you're absolutely right. And and it's 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 one of those things that is that we've seen. Now we're on the fifth chapter of, of Ned here. It's such a consistent thing that he's constantly I would say that he's constantly learning, but he is not, in fact, learning. Um, but we are constantly learning of just the very slimy political game that is the Game of Thrones and King's Landing. And Ned is just, I mean, we've said it on here dozens of times, he's just not equipped for this kind of game. Um, so, I mean, the, the the chapter starts out with him visiting um, Grandmaster Pycelle, mm-hmm. kind of interviewing him, trying to get the deets on um, Lord John Aaron's uh, sudden death. Um, that, you know, obviously we've talked about in previous chapters. Mm-hmm. So Pycelle's kind of, you know, going through, Pycelle's not given a ton of information, just like, look, you know, he got sick. We had, there was one maester that was caring for him. I didn't think he was doing a good enough job. Me being the grand maester, I kind of came in, tried to ease his pain, but wasn't a whole lot I can do. Um, and, you know, the show has given us a lot of, added information about Pycelle's allegiances to House Lannister. Um, yes. But I mean, the, the way that he's explaining this stuff, especially like when Ned asks him, you know, hey, you know, you've been Grand Maester for a long time. You've seen a lot, lots of, of illnesses. Is this anything unlike anything you've ever seen? And Pycelle kind of gives a, a good answer. He's like, I'll tell you this. I've seen lots of different illnesses over my very long life. All illnesses are the same, and all of them are different. And he's kind of right about that, because it's like, the flu might hit you harder than it hits me. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, we might both have a stomach bug, but it might it, it might only be on me for 24 hours. It might take you out for a week, right? So, like, mm-hmm. and it could be the same exact infection, right? And so, like, you know, I, I think, especially in this kind of world where there's not a ton of technology, people look to maesters as, like, these like very advanced healers yeah but we know because we have modern medicine these guys are just kind of shooting off the hip of course they have like basic understanding of like potions and poisons and um, yeah. you know natural remedies and stuff like that but i mean like fever still take people out the game in this world you know what bro? my son's got a fever right now he's fine i'm not worried yeah be all right <laughs> you have a kind heart you have a kind heart ladies and gentlemen this man right here, you thought the passage was like that. I took it differently, bro. I took it as the most scripted, bullshit answer of all time. 
And maybe this is the part of the where the show has poisoned my brain. Because I've seen things in the show that if I probably read this chapter without even knowing the show, I'd probably be like, yo, I mean, he's just trying his best. Everybody's going to dabble, dabble. I think that was full of shit. I think he wanted to tap out and tap back in because he was actually getting stronger and better. And they wanted him to die. That's why I think it happened. So they actually controlled the medicine and see what's happening and make sure that any questions or anything he was on, once they found out that he was on some stuff and he was on a different path and doing some research, they wanted to dead that. Now, let me, let me be clear. Let me That's be clear. I think. Let me be clear. I said that he gave a good answer. Oh, he did. I do not believe Pycelle. Okay, okay. Okay. Let let me just let me be clear <laughs> about that, okay? Like, and that's why I prefaced all the whole, you know, the show giving us additional information about his yeah, the show the house manager because yeah. Yeah, no. Pycelle's a shitbag. <laughs> the show definitely Let's, poisoned my brain, bro. So, one thing about Master, like, okay, they good doctors and stuff when you read the passage. But then, like you said, this is chapter 5 of Ned. And it feels like he's just the warrior, not the leader. Like, he's the guy you send in to clear the pathway, but not the one you want to walk to, to delegate or decide to, like, manners. Because you were asking why someone got your stepdad, what do you call him, your father figure at a young age, why he was and did die. When you already know your wife in town investigating stuff, when she found out there's more going on. So your intentions and how you come off, it's like, why are you questioning this now? Like, what, what are you really trying to get to? And we already told you before, people are watching you, everything you do, bro. And you decide to go into this conversation like you're walking to the snake pit. You're literally walking to a snake pit and you're asking, you're pushing. And then when you gave a, a very generic answer, which the master did, he kept pushing it. He kept trying to find out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, even to the point where he said, yo, that book, I'm very curious about the book that he wrote. Like, bro, you want to die. Like, I want to like enter the screen like, yo, stop it. Just, just go back. Just chill. Well, he's it's it's just it's just that he's naive, Duran. I mean, like he yeah. he and like that's something that we'll, we'll get into to the the, um, the end of the chapter when he's talking to Littlefinger. But like he, all those things, I think Ned understands that he is playing a very dangerous game, and he understands that there are lots of spies and there's a spy network in King's Landing. But I don't think anyone can fully grasp the extent of. Of, of how corrupted the city is. I don't think anyone can, especially if you if you haven't been to King's Landing in two decades, however long it's been since Ned's been there, right? I don't think you can really understand just how much of a cesspool that city is. You can't. I mean, think about it. The people, the people who are actually playing the game, and, and like Littlefinger says it himself, when he's kind of pointing out all these different spies. He's like there are. There's many others, some unknown even to me. And I think we would consider Littlefinger a bit of an expert in this whole King's Landing politics. He, he's and definitely he, top tier. Can't identify all the spies in the network. Yeah. So like someone like Ned, dude, he's a fish out of water, bro. Drowning, like drowning, and like all I could think of was like, like I said, the show poisoned my brain a little bit. I'm like, I know why you died. I, I just, I can see it now. You just poke too many. You try to, like, move too many curtains and look behind there. They try to hide the dirt, bro. They try to hide. They didn't want to put in a trash can because everybody will see it. They try to put it in the corner. So nobody That's literally what they're doing. And you're like, nah, I'm opening the curtain right here. I'm going to open the window here. Bro, all you're doing is shining light on yourself to get yeah. blasted. 
So tell me and how I you get it. And about I, the conversation at the towards the end when they said like the book was mentioned. Like, cause what you seem to show when you being an expert of actually reading it, mm-hmm. what what correlated in your brain? Like, oh snap. So it's it's tough to gauge like kind of like what my initial thoughts really are like reading the chapter because I had watched the show before I read the books, right? So I kind of, I knew what the book was, right? Because we had that scene in the show where he's like looking through the lineages. Um, But George puts this in here throughout all this dialogue that him and Pycelle have as almost a throwaway. Mm -hmm. Um, And Pycelle's telling him about like, yeah, well, you know, there was this one book that he came to see. um, And I I had a feeling that like he, he was troubled by something. It's, you know, something, something, some very boring book about the lineages of the great houses. But then later on, he talks about um, John Aaron on his deathbed calling out for Robert, but not knowing if he was talking about King Robert or Robert Aaron, his son. Yes. Um, And then, you know, of course, Picel mentions, I know we all know this line. John Aaron repeatedly saying the seed is strong before he died. Bar. Right? This, yeah, that's a bar. <laughs> bar. That's a bar. That's a bar. Um, so, like, it's hard for me to say that, like, if I had not watched a show and I read this for the first time, would I have picked that up? I, yeah. I guess. I guess when you, if you look at all the context clues of, like, Brand's Fall, right, by Jamie, um, Lysa's letter to Catelyn that the Lannisters killed. Like you can put this together if you're mm-hmm. really paying attention. Um, and, and I like to think that the the casual reader, since they do have more information than Ned, is a little bit quicker to figure things out than Ned is. Yeah. So I I mean I would imagine if this was my first time reading the chapter without having any knowledge of the show, maybe I would be like, huh. Something's up here. I mean, obviously something yeah. is up, right? But I don't know if I would go straight to what the answer inevitably is right away. You know, the what coolest, about you? The coolest thing about this book, and I'm realizing more and more, is that he puts people in elements they're not used to to make mm-hmm. them help their character. So we have the backstory of them winning the war and that they're great warriors, King Robert and himself. But then they're put in positions where they're not good, their skill set. And then the people who are good, their skill set are their ladies who are crafty and they're slithering, bro. They're really, really, really like, yep. and they got overshadowed because they're a woman. So mm-hmm. in this time period, so you put men who don't belong inside the house in the house. And then you want them to delegate and talk when men don't talk in general and know the right things or doing things. So that's just a part of the game in the game is hilarious. And then you can have women who can see things from a different point of view and see like, all right, since you don't want to listen, you bullheaded, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to get a job done my way. And it comes off very like, like you're like almost like, yo, they're sneaky. But the fact is they have to be because they don't, that, they that's, will never that's be the right. only. Right, exactly. That, that they can't they can't move the same way. Like Cersei, even yes. as a queen, she can't move how Robert moves. Because he actually said was a queen there. Because he thinking it was the answers like almost like 
trimmed down a little bit because her presence. She wasn't there. She was getting ready for everything that was going to happen with their the whole entire event and the ball. But like Mm -hmm. that happening and knowing that was actually a one-on-one real conversation and the conversation still is not clear is a definition of men at this time talking to each other. Nothing's clear. Every conversation, every passage we ever read is confuzzled. But when a female steps into the scene, oh, okay, so y'all trying to get you true intentions of what it is. It could be evil as heck, but we actually understand it. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting dynamic, especially like when, you know, you, you bring it up about like George putting a lot of characters in uncomfortable positions, um, which I think, I mean, in real life, too, that is how you really develop yourself into. Well, in, in, in and in a good case, into something that like you're striving towards, right, like you have to constantly, whether it's in business or, you know, whatever, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable positions to be able to grow. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like George does this in such a, such a graceful way where he puts, he has his characters. He knows exactly who his characters are and how they would react in certain situations. And he puts them in those situations. And, you know, like you said, like given the the setting that these men are in, especially like a man like Ned, he, he cannot see anything outside his own perspective nope. so like when he's talking to peter to, to, to um littlefinger at near the end of the chapter he's like you know littlefinger's telling him you know about all these different spies and um you know you can't go send for these people nope. because people are watching you you can send other people to go tell other people to meet you somewhere it's crazy, bro. Right, said, but yes, Ned, Ned doesn't. Person. Ned doesn't get that. He doesn't nah. understand that. And and Littlefinger is like trying to, and and he, he's still mocking him. And I think that I think that is kind of the genius in Littlefinger's character is that mm-hmm. he knows Ned is never going to get it, which yes. is why he torments him, which is why he taunts him constantly because he knows it doesn't matter how much evidence of you're fucked that I show you you're you're never gonna get it so he's like he brings him over to the window and he says like ned look outside look at these people that's a spy that's a spy that's a spy there could be others i i I don't know and he asked him straight up like is there anyone in your service that you trust completely and ned's like ned's like yes and Littlefinger's like you're stupid. That's, You're that's stupid. It's a setup question. The answer, the answer to the question is no. Because if a spy, he's telling you there's people watching you. And then you're going to tell the person who has somebody watching you who I trust the most? You dumb, bro. I'm sorry. Like, this is a moment where I'm looking like, yo, you are the sword. You can never be my shield. Never, ever, ever be my shield. Because all I'm going to do that shield, you're going to move to the side to get a swipe in. You're not actually going to stand there and protect me. You... Don't get it. Well, because you don't even know where the attack's coming from. At all. Littlefinger is the definition of somebody who, I've been here for a minute, bro. You go ahead and go ahead and swim out in the deep water. You sure you don't want this life back? You want this jacket right and it's, and it's, I got it's, you. And it's, and like, and like, I love the way George writes the end of this chapter because he doubles down on this where right after Littlefinger asks him, do you, is there anyone you trust completely? And Ned says, yes. Littlefinger's like, no, no, no. The wiser answer is no. Mm-hmm. And then when Littlefinger's getting ready to leave, Ned 
again, like not even 30 seconds removed from having that dialogue that we just talked about says, Lord Baelish, uh, you know, I basically apologizing. Perhaps I was wrong to distrust you. And Littlefinger's like, dude, distrusting me is the single wisest thing you've done since you got to King's Landing. Another bar smack me in the face. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm dropping these lines. I'm not going to help you because you're with my lady. I want her. I right. don't want to care for you. But I'm also not going to purposely kill you. But if you want to keep walking the path, I'm going to say, hey, bro, make a left. You keep going straight. Yo, bro, make the buffet is right. All right, cool. I can't do nothing. I tried. I tried. That's, and, that's why, and that's why I think, and I, I don't want to get too away from, you know, the chapter, but I think you know, there was a line in the show in like season seven or, or six or whatever that Sansa said to John, and she was like, "Look, I love Rob and our father Ned, but they were not politically savvy. They both made stupid decisions, and they both lost their heads for it." And that, that's how I feel about that. I love Ned. I will always love Ned. He will always have a special place in my heart. I love Ned. Yeah. But he's not built for this, bro. He's just no. not built for this. No. Like, fans, uh, I hope you guys are watching this. I hope you guys are listening to us. Please comment below us know how you feel about Ned's. Because the more I read and the more I'm learning from the great prince and everything else, I understand why he was he – was, uh, his fate was – so early in the game i get it now because it's like you weren't going to last the book wouldn't have made sense for him to make it past these points just because he doesn't learn to evolve with his surroundings yeah and they this the people in the corner they they shine <laughs> they definitely shine in this type of game um wow dang bro five chapters in and it's still the same story yeah, still the same story. I, I just, I just feel like we're get, we're getting more of the same with Ned. It's just he's just going deeper and deeper, and he does not realize that he is quite literally digging his own grave. It's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it's just so right it's, on the wall. It's there. It's there. It's all there. It's all there. And but, you know, and we're talking about Ned so much. I totally glossed over the fact that you know that that one little conversation that he had with Arya. Um, yes. You know, about, you know, she was kind of asking about Bran, um, you know, saying, you know, what's what's going to happen to him? Like, what's what's he got to, like, look forward to, essentially? He you was know, and Ned's, Right. And and Ned Ned didn't bullshit her. And that's what I, I love that dynamic. I always love that dynamic between Ned and Arya because he doesn't treat her the same way he treats Sansa. Like, I think he he understands Arya's nature and mm -hmm. he knows what Arya is and what she's not. Um, and she even tells him explicitly, like, you know, you will marry a, a king or a lord and rule his castle and you know your sons will be knights and princes and kings and lords and she's like nah i'm good that sounds like sansa and then like she goes back to practicing and he's just like oh, what are you gonna do i just he's just so at his wit's end with Arya. he's just like whatever just do whatever you want <laughs> yo what chapter we have next bro um we're back with john next week Listen, fans, I understand, like, we had new black nerds be here. We're not stopping until chapter 1025, all right? <laughs> I understand that y'all had to shift over to the Ghost V Network for the stations. I get it. Trust me. Stick with us. We're not going to stop. When the shows drop, everything, we're going to continue to bring out more stuff. Uh, thank you guys so much for the support. I really, really do. Um, Prince, I just realized this is, like, chapter 
27 total or 20. It's like we're in the 20s, whatever, for our total chapters, bro. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're only on like episode five of that show of the TV show. That is so cool in my head. Cause I'm like, yo, there's mm-hmm. so much. That there's so much. There's so much. To. There's so much. So I am like, I'm like super geeked a little bit because like we haven't got to the, the gold, the dude, we got poor Gover's head. We haven't got to that part. We haven't got to the dragon's part. We haven't got to like even the invasion of the different, we haven't really got to. Bro, we have, we this. have not even begun to scratch the surface. So everyone, please, I, I thank you, Prince, for bringing this book to my attention, and I will continue. To read. I can't wait. I just, I'm excited. I'm more thinking about is like, bro, how are they going to write the passage from the Dragon's Crack? How are they going to write the like? I just the emotional ties. I just want to. Yeah, I'm ready. I am so yeah. ready. I mean, and again, that th- this this is why like people always say that the books are always better than the adaptation because, like you said, we're on chapter twenty something in this book, and we're only crossing halfway through the first season maybe yes right like there's there's so much more detail in this world that you just you can't translate into screen right because you don't have the benefit of having inner monologues and thoughts and stuff like that without it being overly cheesy or overly used so um yeah yeah, i mean like deron said we, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us on this journey if you guys have not read the books it's not too late to pick it up and and follow along with us there's yes there's Trust me when I tell you there's there's so much more in these books that we did not get in the show that I that is it's trust I, 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 look, I look forward to doing this. I look forward to doing this every single week because it's it's and I've read these books four times now. Like it's yes. I love revisiting it. I am a a rookie to this reading the book stuff, and he's not lying. I've learned so much in this short period of time. And it makes me like want to rewatch the season and be like, yo, I ain't right. Yo, I need a little more detail. Like, yo, rescript this whole thing. Who wrote this? <laughs> yeah. I feel like. But it's been uh it's been a pleasure, bro. It's been a freaking yeah. yeah, so don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, tell your friends, um, let yes. us know what you guys think of uh poor, poor good old Ned's uh naivete in the political <laughs> realm of King's Landing. Naivete. Um, <laughs> We'll we'll catch you guys next week at the wall with John Snell. Um, I've been Prince Duran. Let's get it's it. Been a pleasure as always, bro. And uh, always. We'll catch y'all next week. Until then. <laughs>